This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. Hey, Adam, how's it going? Hey, good, Matt. Welcome back to uh, Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, <laughs> and I'm your other one. But uh, yeah, I thought that uh, I thought that I'd get in touch with you here. We, I know we've been swamped. We've got a ton of new listings coming, and we've had uh, we've had a lot of multiple offer situations in the last little bit here. So it's been tough to connect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. It's that time of year, right? And and the funny thing is, is that for anyone wondering how the market's going to react to this new emerging political situation. There doesn't seem to be any signs of instability or, or worry uh, as right. of right now. I mean, there's 10 offers on a place I wrote on last night. So the market is hot. Yeah, absolutely. And we will be kind of talking about the uh, the the new coalition government that just formed two days ago uh, in future episodes. But today we're talking actually about, uh, are you chopping food there? What are you doing? No, why? Hey, I'm a multitasker. I'm a multitasker. I was gonna say it sounds like you're. Uh, what are you doing in the background there? Um, anyways, today we've uh, today we've got a Donald Watson on, who's a North Shore realtor, a good friend of ours, and uh, he actually is going to be talking about something that's really interesting. And we'll we'll save it till we get to our conversation with Donald. But the way that this happened, Matt, we were at a party hosted by a, a developer in the city, and right. and we got talking to Donald, and he was talking about this initiative that he was doing that was allowing for people to kind of leave the developer out of the equation 
and build really amazing communities at a at a better cost. Yeah, well, there's some irony there, right? Like we we go to the the same uh, event hosted by a developer every year. That's where we see Donald because we basically work different markets, but it's always good seeing them. It's every year you kind of have a cheers with with them. And this really caught both of our attention because here we're sitting in a room full of uh, people that work for one of the largest developers in Vancouver, and Donald's explaining how some of the people he's working with are essentially cutting developers out. So uh, we thought it would be a fantastic episode. And, and I wasn't able to to be involved in this one just because of our schedules. But uh, yeah, you spoke with Donald and it sounds like a really uh, fantastic talk. Yeah, well, it, it is interesting. It's, it's one of these things that kind of has, it seems to have come to fruition largely because of affordability and also because, uh, you know, people want, they want new product. They want to be able to be selective in what they get, but they do want to avoid the hysteria, the lines, the uh, sweet selection forms and everything else that comes along with pre-sale condos these days. Fair enough. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's not an easy market to, to be interested in pre-sale condos, that's for sure. Right, right. All right. Well, hey, without further ado, let's go to our interview with Donald Watson. Enjoy, guys. Okay, so I'm here with Donald Watson, a North Shore real estate agent and specialist with Angel Hasman. How are you doing, Donald? I'm good. How are you, Adam? Doing well, thanks. Well, first of all, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate it. How we actually decided to have you on the podcast, we saw each other at a developer get-together, and you were explaining a really interesting concept that you had been working on, part of this co-housing initiative with with certain buyers. First, maybe, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Donald Watson. I'm a lifetime North Shore resident and, and a real estate agent father of uh, twin girls. I'm active in the uh, the real estate market here on the North Shore and specialize, you know, north of Vancouver, North Van, West Van, Bowen Island, Squamish, and, and the islands. So Great. So busy. Yeah. Father of twins. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps me <laughs> on my toes. Right, right. Uh, so you've been doing some interesting work in, in co-housing. Can you, first of all, describe to our listeners what exactly is co-housing? Yeah, so co-housing is essentially a building. Some people call them the best of small town communities. What they are is they are owner builders, so a group of uh, of people that are like-minded that want to live together, get together. They'll hire a consultant and source some land, and they're cutting the developers out of the picture in a certain extent. They're owner builders and they hire their own architect and design their own community. Um, the buildings end up looking kind of like a traditional village. Uh, it ends up being a freehold strata product. It is not what a lot of people think is a co-op. It is freehold strata. There's just a lot of common area there for them to hang out in their in their little close-knit neighborhood, really. Okay, so maybe if you could walk us through the process. So usually how many people would be involved in this? So at the beginning, really, we get what's, uh, what are called uh, founding members or an equity member. Uh, and typically, depending on, on the neighborhood and the amount of money, it's always a bit budgetary, right? Different neighborhoods would be different costs to build an apartment building. Um, so, you know, four people 
you know, could get together. And that's the last one I did. Four got together. They hired the consultant. And then they sourced another 10 members. And uh, they're going to build a 25-unit building. Um, there were 16 equity members when we purchased the land. And uh, they'll end up with 22 or 23 members. And a couple people will own multiple units, more than one unit, right, for their, for their children or, or what have you. Okay, so then it's up to them to determine how much how much is it invested by each party typically they work it out on a price per square foot depending on the unit it's pretty obvious that different people have different types and and amounts of equity uh starting off um but the building that we're doing in north van for example there potentially might be some below market housing uh fixed in there so you know they, they like a community they'll they'll take care of their own so some, some people hold a little bit more equity than others and some people are carried by others and van city's been great in financing these so at the end of the day it works out uh to a price per square foot for their units but at, at the beginning some people have more more skin in the game if you can say but it, it's more of a social uh, support network i guess so just to kind of give people a sense, so can you speak maybe to the 25-unit building that, that um, you were involved in? Generally speaking, so how much would would the 14 individuals need down um, to get a builder's loan? Gotcha. So I believe the, the financing, the way it worked out, was it, it wasn't that much. It was 10% of 10 or 20%. And then... Um, uh, Van City will come to bat. You got to understand that sometimes to redevelop in a metro municipality from the the start to finish can can take a couple of years, right? But the, the biggest uh, attraction for the members is they get to live with their co-housing community, and you know they're getting a brand new product that they've had a hand in designing, and you know it, the prices hopefully will be below market at completion. Um, you know, we, we feel like, uh, in this market, it's hard to know where things are going, obviously, but there's definitely a cost incentive as well as a social incentive. So these people, uh, just from your experience of, of dealing in these initiatives, are they mostly friends, family, a, a mixture of they both? They typically don't know each other. The, the, the group that I have, you know, there's a number of seniors in there. Uh, there's a number of young families in there. Um, there's people with different disabilities in there. It, it's a bit of a mix, right? It, um, the idea behind it is that it's a community and people look out for each other. The, the buildings that I've seen that, that are already built that exist have wonderful common areas, like a, a big common kitchen. And uh, one of the buildings is built around a courtyard and, you know, you open your door and you know, all your neighbors and the kids are playing in the courtyard and and everyone's units on the outside are, are a bit exposed to the community. But on the inside, you have your own private autonomy and your own unit, right? So it, it is a, a different uh, type of thing. I think in the metro Vancouver area, there's only about four or five buildings now. Um, I believe there's one being built in Vancouver. I'm not sure where that is. And then the one I'm working on in North Van. We would love to do more of these. And we think it, it is a, a way of the future. You know, a lot of people think that it, it is below market housing, but it is not necessarily that. It is 
you know, a development like any other. It's just, a, it's got great optics for it from municipal political perspective. Rather than a developer coming in and building a building, you, you have, you know, a number of different families and, that are just really looking for housing. So the local politicians love it. Right. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. What do you think is driving the desire to, to get involved in one of these co-housing projects? I think uh, a lot of it is to do with community living and shared amenities and the, the common house and that, that type of thing. And, and also bulking it at the pricing that's coming out of the development world a little bit. Um, you know, we all work closely with developers, obviously, and, and they do their best to, to price everything, you know, as ethically as possible. But at the end of the day, they're, they're in it for to make profit, money. right? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like, whereas, you know, this project, you know, it would be more t- geared towards, oh, you know, there's, the, you know, different community needs and such. Not that developers don't do that. But when you're down on an individual level like that, it, it can create quite a, a neat feeling to the building once it's done. There really is some pride of ownership there. It's a home for a bunch of people. They do sometimes come to market on resale, but very rarely, typically the way that works is if someone wanted to move out, they give the rest of the community first right of refusal they do an appraisals. So first right of refusal to purchase someone yes. else in the building or another family, would they, would they open it up to family and friends of that individual? That's exactly right. There's usually a wait list okay. for most of these buildings. Um, there was one, actually the co-housing building in Burnaby uh, a few years ago. Uh, for whatever reason, they didn't have a buyer for that unit. It did go on the MLS and, and the buyer that bought it uh, didn't really understand what they were getting into, but uh, now I've heard through the co-housing communities that they're an active member of their co-housing community and absolutely love what they've fallen into there. So, Wow. Yeah, it's, an, it's a neat thing. You do have your own unit with your own kitchen, but there is lots of common areas as well, right? Right. So we've talked about some of the, the positives. Obviously, you know, it seems like affordability and this desire to live collectively has kind of created this uh, this opportunity. Um and it seems like there's a lot of positives. What about some of the downsides of, of co-housing? I think the, the only one thing that's glaring to me as a, as a real estate agent, is if I had a young family that was buying, it's, it's the time involved in the project. I mean, any, any developer will tell you that, you know, it can be quite painful sometimes from conception to purchasing land to architecturals to submission, rezoning, and then construction and and finishing can can typically take anywhere from two to, to four years, right? So there's a little bit of patience involved. Uh, the groups typically, you know, end up getting to know each other through the process and, and everybody's like-minded. So, you know, I can tell you that, that the North Shore group is very eager to, to get this project underway and, and get in there. But we may be looking at over 24 months and we've just purchased the land now. Right, right. So what about um, things like bylaws? Do you find that, uh, do they typically allow rentals or hardship rentals? Um, Typically, they would be different, just like any other strata. It will have a strata council and, you know, the the level of social interaction and, and shared resources is definitely prevalent as far as the maintenance and that kind of thing of the building, 
the one that exists in North End, for example, uh, I think a couple of the members of the building do quite a bit of the maintenance of the building as well, right? So you do get that kind of thing. As far as bylaws, obviously, you know, the Scott Act dictates that any group can, can come up with their own laws. I think it, it would be different for every different group. Everybody has different wants and needs. Um, as far as that be pets or rentals and, and, and that kind of thing. As far as I know, all of the co-housing groups are, are owner-occupied. I don't think there's any rentals in there. Although there are situations I know of where parents of young children would maybe pick up a unit next door with the idea that their kid will move in there eventually and they would probably be able to get permission to rent in, the, in that sort of environment. But I, I, the idea isn't really for rental. It's about community living. Right. Right. So Donald, so if somebody was interested in, in this kind of arrangement, how, how would they get started? Well, what we need really is a few equity members that are like-minded that are specific on a, on a neighborhood. Right. And then they would either, I'm, I'm trying to source some people, for example, for another one on the North shore, have some land in mind for it, which is kind of half the battle. The land is scarce for right. these days, as everybody knows. But, you know, once we get the four people, we would hire a consultant. There's a development consultant that has been involved in 90% of the, the projects at, uh, in BC, and they're quite good. And, you know, they would sit down and discuss the wants and needs of the group. And then, you know, there's lists left over from past projects, and you'd be surprised how many people you can get that are interested in it but i mean that's the same as marketing any product we get lots of interest in this market but you know we're looking for people that are really willing to put some skin in the game but it doesn't require a lot and then once we have those equity members then we can bring in other members that we want like someone that applies that's maybe on low income and they've got two kids and they get along with the other group they may just bring them in right because like you said in, until Van City finances it upon completion. Different people will put in different amounts to get the project going. So it is an opportunity, I think, for for people that don't, wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity to come in under under the umbrella of their neighbors a little bit, right? But everybody ends up paying the exact same amount upon completion. There's different structures for different projects. Right, right. And is there is there a general guideline of like? Basically, I, I can see this being overwhelming for some people thinking that they might need to have really deep pockets or a lot of money to get this started. No, um, there, there really isn't. It, it's really an interest in the community living that is the the single common thread in it. You'd be surprised. And it's like any community. You know, you look at small communities, some some people have more money than others, but they still want to be part of the community. It's almost like a small town feel, but you're shrinking that down to just a building, right? Right. Any sense of what a typical threshold or a, an amount that you would need to be involved in something like this? Um, from the beginning, I think it's more about equity. Like, you, you know this from real estate as much as I do. Some people go in with 5% down and you know, you've got to go through all sorts of hoops to get their financing. Some people come forward with 75% down and, you know, they, they have more options for right. financing the rest, right? So it really depends on the original group. And uh, definitely some people have more equity than others. We have a lot of downsizers that are involved. So 
people can come forward that own homes and, and they're secured in their house and, and Van City will, will look at and, and offer a few different options. Um, the consultant can go through that with them. I, and I know from my group that there's people that, that are in that group that have lots of money and there's people that have no money, right? So. Do you, are you aware of any meetups or, or an opportunity for people to engage other people that, that might want to be involved in this? Well, this is what I'm trying to 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 get going. I think that, you know, this is a bit of a way of the, the future. It's kind of community living. Like if, you know, the way that Vancouver and other cities are going, I mean, around the Western world, is that it, it looks like, you know, the writing's on the wall. It's like, you know, England and or in, in London and New York, the generation before us, families growing up in attached units rather than the conventional North American dream to have a detached house. Looks right. like, you know, this might be the last generation for that, right? So, yeah, I think that there will be lots of demand for this type of thing in the future, especially people that want other kids in the building or someone with a disability or a senior that might like to have their neighbors look in on them from time to time, make sure they're okay. And other people are aware of, of what's going on in the community. Right. So it's, 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 it's different. A lot of people think, wow, you know, to get 16 people on consensus, like it, it's very difficult to get two people to agree on, on, <laughs> on things in our business, but right. you know, the historically the type of people that come forward that are interested in living in these, these projects are very kind of easygoing. And, and, you know, we've got 16 groups in, in the one on the North shore and they come to consensus on everything. Excellent. Well, yeah. Hey, maybe we'll leave it there on that light note. And Donald, how can people find out more about you? Um, you can either give me a call at my number, which is 604-313-9209, or check out my website, which is donaldwatson.ca. I don't have anything on there about co-housing, but I am actively working with the co-housing consultant to put together another group. And uh, if someone wanted to set something up, for example, in in your neighborhood downtown, it's a huge neighborhood. I mean, uh, Adam, yourself, and, and Matt, your brother, you guys, if you had clients that were interested, we just set you up with the consultant and, and let you guys go ahead and, and, and try and find some land and build a building. Um, it, it really is a, a neat opportunity. I think in the urban areas, like where, where you work downtown, there's also different concepts that involve airspace to get yourselves into partnership with developers if there's no land available, right? So. Wow. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, hey, I really appreciate your time, Donald. And yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks again, Adam. I love talking about it. And uh, thanks for having me. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. So there you have it, folks. Our discussion with Donald Watson from Angel Hasman. Okay, Matt. Donald's not an aging has-been. No, Angel Hassman, the oh, broker. Oh, the Angel Hassman. Don, okay. Donald's like a he's a he's no, he's a young go getter. Yeah, <laughs> two, two, but two twins though. I don't know how he does it. I don't, I don't know when he sleeps. No kidding, no kidding. So, hey, Adam, what was your biggest takeaway there? You know, I think the biggest takeaway is that this is something that you know. First of all, you it, the hardest thing is to find the land, right? I mean that. It seems like, it, you know, that you could definitely round up people that might be interested in a venture like this, co-housing. But I, right. I think it just comes down to there's so much limited 
uh, amount of space in Vancouver, and it's really hard to get your hands on on the right parcel of land. So Donald actually says he's got something that he's eyeing up right now. So there might be an opportunity for people. Um, and it seems to me like, you know, if you're willing to wait and and be involved in something that's more of a collective effort and you have the time to devote to something like that, why not? Why not? It makes a yeah. lot of sense. Well, that's the, the one thing that struck me is, you know, developers, uh, just like realtors, exist for a reason, right? There's It, it is a complicated process finding the land, assembling land, the permit process, finding somebody to build, potentially marketing a few of the units at the end, if, if that's the way you, you go. Um, all of this is is a world in which experience is, is definitely very useful. And so, yeah, it seems like that would be the big hurdle. But uh, but no, it's fascinating that people are, are taking the reins here. And one thing I didn't mention to Donald, but it does seem like they have, so they have somebody who's a consultant working to advise them throughout the process. And then, of course, they've got Donald, um, you know, uh, advising as well. So I'd imagine that there's management fees. I, I just, uh, I bet you do really, you know, save quite a bit of money going down this route. Definitely not for everyone. I mean, you know, it's, it's a little unconventional and I think what you get at the end product, it could be, it, it could be one of these really get to know your neighbors buildings, which, you know, for some people that's fantastic for other people. They like the anonymity of, uh, you know, a larger complex where, you know, you don't have to have a chat every time you get in your elevator. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's definitely going to be community spirit in projects like this, which is, is fantastic. So yeah. Um, or, or yeah, a bad thing. Depending who you are, depending depending on <laughs> depending on your politics, yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, we should say, Adam, before we wrap up, the people getting in touch about private client services, that real estate research tool we have, is uh, they just keep coming, and the feedback that is overwhelmingly positive keeps coming as well. So if you want uh, to uh, utilize that service, get in touch with me or Adam, and you can definitely sign up by going to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com slash PCS. Yeah, Matt. And and the other thing is we really appreciate it. We're still doing the contest. Give us a review. We'll put your username, the next 10 reviews. We've got, I believe, oh, 100 no, and, next. Uh, sorry, 112. So the next eight reviews. Next We're, eight reviews. So so the the two most recent reviews plus the next eight are going to get put in a hat and we're going to have a draw for something really spectacular and we're going to keep it a surprise for now yeah partly because we haven't thought through it no no talks no talks of showers yet (laughs) but yeah all right well hey adam how can people reach you 778-866-4574 or adam at vancouver real estate podcast.com and matt 778-847-2854 778-847-2854 or matt at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com and uh, yeah check out our website we should say vancouverrealestatepodcast.com fantastic resource and um yeah enjoy your week exactly more exciting interviews coming next week take care guys absolutely two thousand faces for radio subscribe today Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. 
This podcast is sponsored by Common Ground Consulting. Are you developing in the Lower Mainland? Common Ground Consulting is a development management and consulting company with experience in single family, townhouses, multifamily, and commercial developments. What I love about Common Ground, Adam, is they manage the whole development process from due diligence and feasibility reports for initial purchase of land to completing rezoning, development permits, and building permits. They streamline the whole process with strong relationships with sub-consultants and municipalities and a deep understanding of all city requirements. Common Ground Consulting. Feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. 